nothing compares to the promise that we have in him. Would you help me thank God one more time for blessing us on this Sunday, our praise team, media ministry. Those online, we're so glad you're with us. To all of our guests, I met some of you for the first time. So glad you're worshiping with us. Listen, if you don't, have, uh, if you don't mind, just take out your cell phone and text the word guest to 77069. If you're a guest here, take out your phone, text the word guest to 77069 because we'd love to stay connected with you. So glad you chose to worship with us on this Sunday morning as we begin our our series called Summer Hits. I hope you heard some of the songs that you remember from the 90s as we celebrate God's goodness. And that, I heard you singing. I, I was thinking to John just now that some of you all need to be in the choir because I can hear you uh, from our seat. You are singing God's praises and it's so good to have each of you doing that. And during this series, you'll find that we, we will sing songs of old, songs that were hits uh, back in the 90s and 2000s. And along with that, we want to teach from familiar passages of Scripture, some of those favorites that we've committed to memory, those passages that come to mind when you are finding yourself in a difficult place, uh, passages that you heard coming up of age, like uh, remembering God's love in John 3, 16, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believed in him would not perish but have I knew I had some Bible readers out there. Um, or, or like Psalm 119, thy word have I hid in my heart that I might not sin against God. Some of our, our familiar passages of Scripture that, that we've committed to memory so that when you're tired and you're almost feeling like you're, you're wearing out, you can remember Isaiah 4 that says, they that wait upon the Lord, he shall... I knew you knew it. Renew that strength. And when you find that, that things aren't seeming to work out the way you thought it would, um, and you don't know what the future has in store, you remember Romans 8, 28, all things work together for the to those who love God who are called according to his purposes. Uh, and Philippians, Philippians 4. This is the one I remember when I was coming up and I had some challenges in front of me, particularly hard tests that I had to take in school or, or challenges uh, in life. Uh, I remember Philippians 4.13, I can do all things through who gives me. Those are the hits. Those are the hits that we hide in our hearts. Because time comes in life, both young, young at heart, and those who are old, where we pull on the truth of God's Word to help us get through. And if you don't have one of these verses hidden in your heart, I want to encourage you that you ought to have a few life verses tucked in your back pocket. You ought to have some because time will come when you will need it. And on this Sunday, well, uh, on the Sundays in the series, pastors from each campus will be rotating the campuses and be sharing from some of the familiar passages of Scripture. And on this Sunday, what I would like to do is share with you from a familiar passage. In fact, when I get ready to read it, some of you may not even have to turn in your Bibles or turn on your cell phones because you've heard it so much. You've, you've known it. And it is truly, Kelly, uh, one of my life verses. I have several of them, but this one is one of my life verses. Liz, when I'm going through, when I'm trying to figure out what the, what's going to happen next in life, when I feel like I'm between a rock and a hard place, this is one of the verses I go to. Uh, anybody ever had trouble in their life before? 
Okay, I got a few people in here. Uh, anybody else found it? Do you even know what I mean when I say a rock and a hard place? Uh, do, do you know what I mean? Well, well, you don't know. I got some folks who know. Like, you don't know what's going to happen around the corner. You don't know what you're going to do next. Where all you know is that you're in a place right now, and you can't see in front of you. You don't know what the next circumstance is going to be. And it appears that, that, that everything that could go wrong. Am I talking to anybody here? Could, could have gone wrong, Seth. Uh, this verse is what I, I pull on, and I, I want to give it to you. Uh, it comes from Proverbs. Proverbs, the third chapter, the fifth through the sixth verse. And Solomon writes these words. He pens this uh, for his son that he might learn and glean from how he, he's living. Muhammad, he says, trust in the Lord with all of your heart. And lean not to your own understanding, but in all your ways acknowledge him, and he will make your path straight. When I grew up, I learned it from King James. It says, trust in the Lord with all your heart, lean not to your own understanding, and all your ways acknowledge him, and he shall direct your path. Amen. And if there's anything you learn in life, one of the greatest lessons to learn is that you can trust God. I hope you write that down because that's really the message. That's it right there, that you can trust God, that God is worthy of our trust. And so Solomon, he writes this, he pens this as a word of wisdom, as a direction for the coming generation, that they, if they get anything else in life, one of the greatest treasures to have in life is to know that you can trust in God. Now, the truth is that all of us, no matter how long you've been in the context of church, no matter how long you've been walking with Christ, no matter how long you've been studying your Bible, I don't have to live with you to know that all of us have room to grow in this area. We have room to grow in trusting in God. He says, trust in the Lord with all of your heart. And what I've learned, Hillary, is that it's not that we don't know how to trust. No, we, we, we know how to trust. We trust in people we've never met. We trust in things we have not built. We trust in vehicles we didn't construct, but we got in it and we got here, didn't we? Uh, some of you trusted in some drivers and you know they need some drivers lessons. Uh, uh, we, we trust. We, we don't, don't look at them right now. It's not a good time. That's your ride home. Don't, 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 uh, don't look at them right now, but, but, but you do trust them. You, you've placed your trust in them. You've placed your life in their hands as they navigate the roadways of Texas. So you know how to trust. We go to restaurants and we trust people who we never meet in the kitchen who prepare our food. Uh, we, we, not that we don't know how to trust. In fact, when you came in here, you, I watched you as you stood up and you sat down and you stood up and you sat down again. You trusted in a seat that you didn't construct. In fact, I saw you. No one in here checked the screws to make sure they were tight. No one checked the weight limit. I shouldn't even say that in here. Let me, 
let me look up while I say that. No, no, no one checked the capacity, but rather you took all of you and you just rested it on the seat that you're sitting in. In fact, you trust it so much, you're not even leveling it with your feet to make sure it's holding you. You're not even trying to lean side to side to make sure that you won't fall out. No, you got all of you in all of that seat. And that is what we're compelled to do with this direction from God's Word, is that in similar fashion, we must learn how to place everything, how to place all of us entirely, everything there is about you. You want to be able to trust God with you, trust in the Lord with all of your heart. Why? Because God can be trusted with your heart. I hope you caught that. I mean, there are people that you place your trust in. I hope they're not in here so you won't glean in at them, uh, but that, that have broken your heart. There are people who you place trust in that, that have not always found themselves to be trustworthy. There are situations, there are products that you, you ever saw those products on television that says, as seen on as TV, have you seen any of those products? And you see it and you're like, man, that'll really work. I really need, I'm the only one. I'm, 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 I'm the only one. That, uh, you see it and it's like, yep, that's the modern day marvel. I, I need that. That's going to work for me. And then it comes to your house. It comes to Amazon. You get it. And all of a sudden it doesn't work for you like it worked on the, and the advertising. I'm still trying to figure out that avocado thing. I'm not just trying to. But we know how to trust. Well, we need to grow is in our practice and discipline of trusting in the Lord with all our hearts. That means then that we do not question God when it comes to his faithfulness in our lives, that we trust him through everything and with everything because we know that God can be trusted. It's, it's that nevertheless kind of lifestyle. It's what Christ modeled for us in Luke, the 22nd chapter, where he's in the Garden of Gethsemane and Christ is, is going uh, to fulfill his mission and he's praying to the Father that his cup be removed. But then he says, nevertheless, not my will, but thy will be done. That's trusting in God entirely. That is putting all of you and taking all of him in confidence that God knows what's best for you. In fact, would you just help me encourage your neighbor and just tell them that. Just tell them, God knows what's best for you. Okay, they weren't listening. Go ahead and tell the other neighbor. Tell them, God knows what's best for you. He does. He knows what's best for us. So we ought to strive to trust him. Trust him when you can see in front of you. Trust him when you can't see in front of you. Trust him when you do know what's going to happen next. Trust him when you don't know what's going to happen next. Trust him in the good days, because we have those good days, but also trust him in the not-so-good days, because you know that God has been faithful, and the same God has been, who has been faithful for you on yesterday and the day before is the same God who's able to be faithful for you today. I don't know what you're going through, but I know that some of you are going through some things that you didn't plan to go through. 
And the Holy Spirit has, uh, has designed it so that on this Sunday you would hear this message at this time from this preacher under the Holy Spirit reminding you that no matter what you're going through, you can trust in God. Because God will not, he will not fail you. He says we're required to trust in God with all our hearts. And then he says, and don't lean on your own understanding. This is an imperative. He says, now, if you're going to trust God with all your heart, you have to stop leaning on your own understanding. Can I help you with that for a moment? I'm going to do it anyway, so I'm going to tell you. Because all of us have had some history in trusting in the wrong people and in trusting ourselves too much. Yeah, I know you're going to be quiet right around this part right here because, you know, there's no amens when you tell people uh, that they are not always trustworthy. If I say that to you, you might get offended, but if you check the Rolodex of your mind and go and pull back some of the diary, you realize that some of the stuff that you were in, found yourself in, was because you thought you knew what was best for your life. Okay, I got one all right and one grunt. All right, we're going to go with that for a moment here. He says, don't lean on your own understanding. Don't put so much confidence and weight on what you think because there are times in our lives, Isaiah, that what we think was still wrong. We thought it was right for us, but we're, okay, you're looking at me. You saw him. He was tall, dark, and handsome. And now um, you went to the high school reunion. You saw him again and said, Lord, I thank you that you knew... <laughs> Mm, you knew better, Lord. You, you, knew, you knew better. You knew better. Uh, you, you thought, you thought it, was, it was good for you. But, but the God knows, and he says, listen, your track record in trusting yourself has proven that you don't always, not 100%, you don't always make the right decisions even for yourself. But there is one who always make the right decision. There's one who is never wrong, and that is God our Father. God is never wrong. His word never returns void. All his promises are yes and amen, and you can trust in him, but in order to do that, you got to stop putting your weight or leaning on your own understanding. Okay, I figure I'll bring my own witness because Psalm 20 and 7 says this way. Some trust in chariots and some in horses, but David says, but we put our trust in the Lord. David, the father of Solomon, who writes this to his son. It's a family legacy that they're trusting in God. And he tells them, he, t- he tells us, he uh, tells the family unit that, you know what, what we're known for is trusting in God. You know why? Because Proverbs 28 and 26 says, whoever trusts in his own mind is a fool. I didn't say it. I'm just telling you. It's right right there. But he who walks in wisdom will be delivered. That if we're going to stop leaning on our own understanding, we have to cease from trusting ourselves and begin to trust the wisdom of God. And God's wisdom is found in his word that will be a lamp unto your feet and a light unto your path when you place your trust in the Word of God. 
The word of God will keep you. The word of God will direct you. The word of God will correct you. Because sometimes there's some things the word of God wants us to do that we don't always want to do. Somebody say amen in this place here. But, but God's word is what's good for you. It reminds me when I say that uh, of some stuff that I never liked growing up that was, uh, they would put on my plate that they said it don't taste good to you, but it's good. Yeah, that's what they would say. That's what they say. I still don't like okra, though. <laughs> don't look at me like that. That's some stuff you don't like, too. All right. Uh, I, got, I, got one, I got somebody with me here. Uh, but, but, but they did say it's good. It's good for you. It's good for you. What, what I'm talking about here is that we need to learn. We need to cultivate within ourselves the practice to learn to shift our weight to our faith. Shift our weight from what we see around us to what God says about us. Shift our weight to believe not in the circumstances that we see ourselves faced with, but to believe what God has declared in his word. That's why it's important to study his word, so that when you stop leaning on your own understanding, you have something stronger to lean on, and that's the word of God. Uh, lean on it so much that you can have the faith of Habakkuk. In Habakkuk 3.17, he, he expresses his faith by saying, Though the fig tree should not blossom, nor fruit be on the vine, nor the produce of the olive failed, and the field yield no food, though the flock be cut off from the fold, and there's no herd in the stalls, yet I will rejoice in the Lord. I will take joy in the God of my salvation. That's trusting in God and leaning not to your own understanding that when things on the outside look grim, you know you still have a God that you can rejoice in. Oh, you're not with me just yet here because it means it gives assurance that God is with us, that his presence is there and he's always going to be there for us. And there's sometimes not only do circumstances look grim when we're trying to lean and we need to lean on God, but sometimes some stuff in our own lives look grim. Well, you didn't invite trouble, but trouble found you, and it's personalized. You know, I love this text because the text says, trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not to your understanding. It's a personalized text because people can't do it for you. But there's sometimes trouble will come in your life where you need to know how to trust in God. I, I pray to God that we can have the trust like Job, that when Job lost all that he had in one day, Job 121, when, when everything was going awry, uh, Job said, naked I came in the world, naked shall I return. The Lord give it and the Lord take it away. Blessed be the name of the Lord. It says, trust in Lord with all your heart. Don't lean to your own understanding. But in all your ways, somebody say all your ways. In all your ways, acknowledge him. In everything you do, acknowledge him. So you trust him entirely. You, you, you lean and depend on him uh, completely, and you acknowledge him. This is intimately, personally. You acknowledge him in all of your ways. In all of your ways, uh, acknowledge. In the Hebrew, yada means uh, give recognition to, that you recognize God 
for being God. And you recognize that God is still active in your life. You recognize that God hasn't left you because if God left you, you wouldn't be you. I hope you get this for a moment here. That you recognize that God has still been good to you even though bad things might happen to you. You're not with me just yet. That you recognize that no matter what you did and all that you have done, that God still blessed you enough to be here on this day. So you can say, this is the day the Lord has made. I will you're going to rejoice? Are you going to rejoice and be glad in it? It's recognizing that God hasn't left you, that God is right with you, and that God will never fail you. He says, acknowledge God in all your ways. Okay, I knew I had to bring my own witness for here. Because Greg, I remember it was there in uh, 2016. I was watching the Olympics. I was watching the Olympics, and I, and I saw it uh, where, where, where um, um, Sam Kendrick, he was, he was do, during the qualifying times of his run in pole vault. He was, he was running during the Olympics, and it was, it was happening. He was, he was about to qualify, but then he heard, he recognized the sound that was playing, and it was a national anthem. And in the midst of running, he stopped, put his pole down, and began to pause and, and be silent, reverencing the flag because it was his national anthem. Come here, saints of God, that every now and then all that you do, everywhere you go, you got to learn how to realize when God is moving in your life and around your life and be able to pause and recognize, say, you know what? God, I thank you. I could have been in that accident, but I paused and said, God, I thank you. I could have been the one missing, but God, I paused and say, I thank you. God has been good. So we need to acknowledge him in all our ways. Oh, I'm, I'm done now. I'm done now. Because he says, uh, you trust not with all your heart, lean not to your understanding, but in all your ways, acknowledge him. He does something. Uh, you're not with me just yet. He, he shows up. He, he does something here. The text says, and he will direct your path. Uh, that, that's King James. It, it comes out, out, out of me every now and then. But, but he'll, he'll make your, your pathway straight. And this is why I want to challenge you to place your trust in him. Listen to me. Listen to me. Because there are certain things that God can do for your life that you can't do for yourself. Because left of our own devices, we would make, we make the wrong turns and we would draw it in a crooked way. But when you put it in God's hand, God is able to straighten out some stuff that you've been trying to straighten out that you can't straighten out. He, he can make your pathway straight. Uh, that means his hands on it. That means he's controlling it. That means he's manipulating it. That means you're putting your trust in him. And I don't know who I'm speaking to. But perhaps God is calling you to place your full trust in him. That you can trust that as you follow him, he'll go before you. And before you get to that problem, God will already solve it. So that he'll let you know that while you're making your way there, I've already taken care of that. It's already done. The stuff you've been praying about, it's already completed. Why? Because I placed my trust in him. Stand all over the building if you can. Thank you for joining us online. We hope today's experience encouraged and challenged you. At Champion Forest, we are passionate about all kinds of people coming to know God, to grow in their relationship with Him and others, and then to go out and make a difference in the world. We would love the opportunity to talk and pray with you. To connect with us, just go to championforest.org connect. And hey, of course, we can't wait to welcome you on campus, in person, on one of our locations. We'll see you soon.